Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Farmer, Justin LaVar, Raj Geary. We are here. It's Monday. It's 2022. Guys, Justin, how are you doing? I'm going to start with you because I have a bone to pick with Raj. (laughs) I'm doing great, but don't let me stand in the way of a bone to pick with Raj. (laughs) Raj. I look here. Here I am. I, I'm not going to wait for people to settle in and find their seats. I'm going to dive right into this. Wow. Here I am enjoying a nice holiday break, stepping aback. But then I see you. Don't I saw what you did. I tuned in and I watched the Raw after show. And what do I see? I see that you've got some other young, good looking, positive <laughs> guy on the show. I'm the Ted Lasso of this show, Raj. I don't want to see positive people coming in doing my thing. <laughs> Not that was, Liam that was some heavy gimmick infringement going on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, was, I, I, was, his, was his hair as good as yours? <laughs> his hair was great, and now I'm stuck with this bad haircut, and I got to come in after him. What are you doing to me? I'm the old veteran fighting for my spot now, Raj. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. I'm like Vince. I like to keep you guys on your toes. Make you feel like you're always Far- in trouble farmers <laughs> like hogan he's gonna be holding down talent now yeah it's, that doesn't work for me brother that <laughs> yeah uh, the new hair it's kind of got like a like a like a magnus vibe you know i i went in there i i, I was like i i went i was tired of my hair and uh i didn't like it and so i was like what you know what are the cool like austin theory's got cool hair and and finn balor's got cool hair and then i cut my hair i was like i don't like it but it's too late now <laughs> I'm stuck with it. Yeah. I'm just gonna own it. It'll grow. It'll grow back. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Uh, so, how was your how was your New Year's, Raj? Before I I dove in and attacked you. <laughs> <laughs> My New Year's was great. It's been. Uh, we went to Mexico uh, for Christmas. We were out there for for about five nights and came back. We had a originally had a big party planned. And with the Omicron, we pared that down to a smaller group. And then we had a snowstorm and these giant fires out here in, in Denver. And that uh, that basically made it a small party. So it was, but it was fun and got to, you know, uh, bring in the new year with the family. And yeah, it was great. Something we don't always say. You might have been safer if you stayed in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's yeah. the new normal. It's the new normal. The new uh, normal. Uh, speaking of new, how about you? How about you, Jack? I had a, I had a good one, went back and visited the family and then I got snowed in up there and I love my parents. Don't get me wrong, but was not planned to spend two weeks with them and two weeks with the, two weeks with the parents is a long time. It's a little, it's a a little bit longer than I was ready for. Uh, but we have some super chats already. People are just dying to talk to us. Mike D in the chat says, Doink the Clown, Matt Bourne 2022 Hall of Fame. We're here campaigning with you, I guess. I don't, I always, it always surprised me that he's not in already for some reason. But uh, Well, you had so, he only played Doink for, gosh, I want to say a year. Uh, a little At less, max? actually. Less. Yeah, yeah, less. Because I mean, he he was uh, he, you know, he's doink at Mania nine and ninety three, and by next year ninety four in MSG, it's Ray Apollo as as doink. Right, and then you had 
Steve Lombardi playing it and a, you know, a bunch of different people over the years. So that's the only problem I have with putting Doink in is that there have been so many people that have played that character. Now, they did put in Diesel. <laughs> We've had more. or Well, actually, they didn't. They put in Razor Ramon. Uh, Diesel went in as Kevin Nash. Razor Ramon, there have been two Razor Ramones, but uh, I think everyone knew which Razor Ramon was being put in. (laughs) Yeah, like Doink Doink is more like, uh, I mean, Doink to the extreme, but like Doink was kind of like the 90s of like what we did with Sin Car a little bit. It's like, okay, we're just going to own this character that can be fan friendly and we can can put anybody behind it uh, and we own it. You know, Doink's like the ultimate. Uh, I mean, you can go to like any podunk indie in the backwoods of West Virginia or anywhere. There's always somebody's played a Doink. Like Jerry McDivitt is so behind on his cease and desist letters of stop playing Doink. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I guess the uh, the eighty dollar gates not that <laughs> doesn't bother him that much though. I guess. What could you not put a character in just an, like as an individual character that's played by more than one person? Could you put a Undertaker druid in? No. <laughs> No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, who else is there? Uh, we, I, like Sin Cara. Would you put Sin Cara in? I mean, granted, you shouldn't. That, not that anyway, was, but Sin Cara, was, it's funny because that was like one of the first of like the big, you know, like, I mean, Sin Cara was like 2011, so 2011, 20, or 2012. That was like great as like WWE started making this push of like bringing in more international talent in this era and like kind of almost like setting the ground for what would then be Triple H's NXT in terms of like talent acquisition. And I mean, what a flop it turned out to be, part because of the man who played it and just things and injuries or whatever. But I mean, that, that really, Sin Cara, you look back at all the hype they try to put on the guy coming from Mexico and just being rebranded. And man, what a what a flop it turned out to be in WWE's world. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ramirez in the chat also says, hey, guys, love the show. First time to write in and can't tell you how much I appreciate what y'all do. For tr- do truly a great community Wrestling Inc. is. Thank, Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. We really appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, and it looks like my uh, my volume is down. I'll try to work on that on my end. But uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead says, haven't been on in a while. Good to see you guys. Finally get to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Yes, we will talk all about that. I'm excited for yeah. it. Um, and yeah, so let's uh, let's chat a little bit. I- I'm going to ask you guys real quick. Do I sound okay to you? I'm getting some some comments saying I'm a little low on the microphone. Do you guys hear me okay? I hear you fine. Yeah, I hear you fine as well. Okay, well, I'll lean in. I'll lean into the mic a little bit more. Uh, so first bit of news. Let's chat news. Uh, and the first kind of news I always like to talk about on a WWE Raw after show is Sammy versus Cody taking place at Battle of the Belts for the TNT title. AEW TNT champion Cody Rhodes will defend his title against Sammy Guevara at Battle of the Belts. This will be Guevara's rematch from the recent Holiday Bash edition of AEW Rampage where Rhodes became a three-time TNT champion. AEW Battle of the Belts will air live via TNT on Saturday, January 8th from the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a one-hour special uh, and will feature several title matches, but not all the AEW titles will be on the line. Uh, I thought this was great. I think uh, I I like their other match. Why not? Any uh, thoughts from you guys? Uh yeah, I mean, they needed. I felt like they needed a, a big match for the show. I don't. I don't know if this is necessarily feels big. Um, you know, you know, with Battle of the Belts when they first announced it, it sounded like it was going to be a Clash of Champions, like a pay per view uh, almost. And 
you know, then it turned out it's only going to be a one hour show. Again, I don't think that's AEW's fault. I think that was a, a TNT call. And so, I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, like what Clash of the Champions or Saturday Night's main event felt like back in the day. And that's what I thought these shows were going to have. It, it just feels like uh, just another show, another episode of Rampage, except every match is a championship match. But that being said, I think the match should be fantastic. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure Sammy's winning here. You think he'll get it back? I think I feel like Cody's going to hold on for a while. Oh, really? I think that it was designed for Sammy to get it back. I think they needed they wanted a title change on that first show. And that's why they did it. But I could be completely wrong. See, I'm on the opposite of you, Raj. I look at this as a, you know, they're doing a one hour special. It's coined about around titles, but uh, it's kind of a a walk in the park, cheap delivery. You know, Reho versus Britt. Britt's not losing it. She, she's one of the hottest things going right now. She's not dropping her title. And I don't see Cody dropping it. You know, Sammy, quite frankly, look, when Sammy became TNT champion, it was a big deal. But then you look at his run. Who did he beat? You know, he, I mean, he, really, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you look at the names of who he beat, who did he beat? It was a very underwhelming title run for him, and then Cody gets it back. Cody's in this very polarizing position right now of is he a heel, is he a face, what's the crowd one? I don't see Sammy taking this. I, again, I think this is just a cheap battle of belts, one-hour special tune-in. You're not going to see a title change, in my opinion. All right, we'll bet hair. <laughs> You've already won. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to bet anymore. Uh, but <laughs> Oh, shut up, Jack. I'm the only one with anything to lose here. <laughs> so in that case, yes. Uh, don't don't hold me to that. But uh, Beard versus beard, Justin. Be- okay. Uh, so uh, the original plans for Big E uh, at day one. This was a big story over the weekend, uh, of course, with Roman Reigns being out and Brock Lesnar added to the title. Uh, title match. Uh, the original plan for Saturday's WWE uh, Day One. Uh, it was noted in the Wrestling Observer Live how original plans had Big E retaining the WWE title over Owens, Rollins, and Lashley. The title change was a direct result of Reigns testing positive for COVID-19 and WWE pulling him from the show. Uh, regarding original plans for the WWE title, uh, the WWE on Fox Twitter account made a post-show tweet on Saturday and their graphic listed Big E as retaining over Lashley. Uh, Rollins and Owens, Lesnar's face was put in that spot where Big E would have went, but someone forgot to change the text under the photo. Um, this is a very interesting, the whole thing was very interesting to me for a number of reasons, um, but uh, it sounds like last minute changes happened as they tend to happen in pro wrestling. Justin, uh, we could have had Big E coming in as champion today, but instead we got Brock Lesnar. Yeah, there's a lot of levels to this. You know, given the cards that are dealt with, you know, with, with Roman being um, uh, tested positive with COVID, you know, they had, they had, they had to obviously scram. They had to call an audible for day one. And I think having Brock's appearance, having Brock win the title was the best. Okay, we got to give the people something. It's that old fashioned. If somebody's got to, if somebody that's been advertised big in Roman's case uh, can't make it, we got to over deliver now. So they did over deliver in that sense. And Brock being champion, I don't have a problem with. And now with what we're setting up with Rumble with Brock, that's all exciting. It does suck that Biggie's kind of the victim here. Uh, my, my big fear is that he just gets pushed aside just because. You know, now it's like, all right, we got to move. You know, I, I hope that he is still kept in. I don't know how it's done. I don't know if it's if it's he wins a Rumble match. I don't know. I don't know how it's done. I just hope that he is still involved in the top title picture for main for WrestleMania, because obviously again, going into day one, they probably had some, at least in pencil, still some path of that happening. If he was going to retain, um, so I don't know what happens here. 
but I hope it. Ha- I, I hope he stays in it because I think he deserves. It. I think he's a great champion, and I, I I don't know what they look at. I'm hoping that they don't look at. Okay, Big E's been champion for the last X amount of uh, weeks and months, and you know and they, they look at viewership or metrics to try to put any blame on him if somebody wants to scapegoat him because I don't think that at all tells a full story. So I I, I, I I worry about this. I really do worry. And Big E's probably the guy I'm keeping the, my, my eye on the most in the next month and a half. Yeah, Raj, I got to ask you, and I want to I know your thoughts on this, because I love Brock Lesnar. I love him as champion. Uh, but at the same time, him getting put in at the last minute and winning sort of makes it feel like everything we've watched for the past month was pointless. Well, again, I mean, they were, those were the cards that were dealt. So Roman versus Brock, when, when they announced that match, uh, the tickets moved really fast for that day one pay-per-view. Like they sold a ton of tickets once that match was announced. So so many people come into that building, it was because of that match. So I feel like by not delivering, they had to do something big. Just having Brock in that match, I think it was not enough. I think you needed to have that title change. And, you know, it felt big. You you went off the pay-per-view with, you know, this big feeling. And especially with the the Lashley tease. So, you know, I, I, I'd rather they didn't book... Big E, the way that they had over the past few months, where he just felt it, he wasn't like buried or anything. He just felt um, like not like at the level of a Lashley. He just did not feel like the guy, or that they had any intent on going in that direction anytime soon. So, uh, and I think that that's what hurt him last night or Saturday night the most is because he hadn't been built effectively. Him getting beat was not a big deal. It was more about Brock winning and. Um, yeah, I think now that Biggie has lost it, I think now you can rebuild him now. He's been the champion. He already has that kind of credibility. You know he can be champion. And we'll get into the Rumble and stuff later, but I I think uh, Biggie wins the Rumble. So you, so you think a Mania chase for Biggie is the ticket yes. to get him revitalized? That's mm. what I think. And him winning the title at Mania, it just means so much more. That's And I think, I think Lashley beats Brock as crazy as that sounds i think you have roman and paul Heyman do the big screw job uh turns out Heyman's been working with roman they they cheat brock out of the title and then you have brock versus roman and then you have biggie versus lashley at wrestlemania hmm so who does biggie versus wait sorry lashley versus uh biggie biggie and then brock versus roman yeah that works i can believe that I'll buy that for a dollar. So, guys, let's talk about the show. But before we do, I do want to say real quick thank you to everyone who's in the chat. Thank you for joining us, as always, whether you are watching us live and in the chat. Michael the Virus, Spaceman584, Oz, Armando, and uh, I may not say this name right, but uh, Anunnaki Sinombre. I'll probably say that wrong, but that said, I appreciate you still being here. Also, uh, liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing on the podcast if you listen to the audio version or on the video version. It's all appreciated, so thank you guys so much. Also, uh, NYC Demon Diva uh, in the chat. Shout out to uh, Demon Diva here. Um, Let's talk about the show. This show started off hot. This show started off great. I loved it. We start off with Paul Heyman saying that he is Brock Lesnar's advocate. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and gives himself his own podium. They take shots at Roman Reigns. They take shots at the four guys that are contending for the title. Uh, They take shots at everyone. I think Paul Heyman is the best there is on the microphone. Justin Labar, how did you feel about the way we kicked off tonight's show? It's one of my favorite opening Raw segments in some memory. Uh, you know, Paul's always uh, a lightning rod of, of just 
entertainment and, and, and he grabs your attention, you can't, you, you, you don't turn the channel when you see him. Uh, so that's a great, right. That's great right there. And then Brock, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I think there was some question of whether or not Brock was going to be on raw tonight. So the fact that it was his music hits and here he comes and he's out there and you know, it's so crazy. I, I can remember when, when Brock returned to WWE after his, um, you know, long hiatus, you know, off doing MMA, I think in 2012 is when he returned. And when he first returned, he was uh, without Paul Heyman. And they had him, just him, and asking him to cut promos. And it didn't come off real well, especially live promos. And it just didn't fit. Uh, obviously, eventually, be paired back up to Paul, and Paul would do the whole stick. But now, it's kind of like this great little 50-50 we have going here with this new Brock. He's a little bit more talkative and ex- more expressions and more playful. I mean, it's it's the most baby face you're going to get out of the Beast Incarnate. I kind of like the way he speaks and Paul speaks. And, um, you know, uh, this was an entertaining segment. Brock looked good. He sounded, look, sounded good. Uh, Paul, in my opinion, you know, he's he's running, he's running. trying to sell you tonight on the main event of this Fatal 4-Way. Basically tells you all the reasons why Bobby Lashley should and will win this in his promo. But nonetheless, it was a very entertaining open. And, I, I again, I love seeing Brock Lesnar on, on TV. I always say he's generational when he's gone. Those who don't appreciate him now will eventually i hope understand how generational of a talent he is do you say he's top 10 all time brock Man- lesnar managers i uh, was saying brock oh but, brock uh, uh or 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 a uh, top manager i say i think paul heyman's the top manager personally but I, I, yeah paul definitely is top three brock yeah i mean brock i mean it's funny because everybody always has these different metrics of how how do you build your Mount Rushmore. What are you basing off work? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think just in terms of absolute drawing power and just what Brock is to the business, I think you can definitely put him in the top 10. I mean, look, the guy broke Taker Street. The guy, you know, was a UFC world champion decisively and, and, and a WWE world champion moreover. I mean, he, he, he he's, he's, done, he's broken a lot of barriers. And again, he's generational. He does things. And, and you know, he, he got to squash John Cena at a WrestleMania when John Cena is in the height of his, I mean, like, yeah, I think Brock's probably top 10. We, we could talk about a lot of metrics to get there, but I think, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Do you think anyone has made more money in the business than Brock Lesnar? From the business itself, obviously, Rock, and, you know, there, <clears throat> there have been other guys outside of it. But That's a great with question. just wrestling, has anyone made more money than Brock Lesnar? That's a great yeah. question. I mean, I, I guess it, just wrestling, if you're just yeah. talking about what he's paid to wrestle and what he gets off the merch and everything, I mean, I guess... Probably Austin and Hogan, the only other two, or well, and Cena, I guess the only other three that we'd have to, you know, they'd have to open up their books and tax returns. We'd have to take a look. But yeah, I mean, Brock, what, what Brock's been able to command per match, he probably provide because, you know, Hogan worked his ass off working mm-hmm. six, right. seven nights a week. Obviously, Cena and, and his prime, uh, you know, working the show. Again, Austin and his prime. So yeah, probably on just on per match, on per capita, per, per, per bump. Yeah, Brock probably did the best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen that per match. I feel like I, I, it probably isn't close because he doesn't. No, it's not even close. Yeah, it, but but overall, <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Austin's making tons of money off his shirt still though, um, but I don't know. Yeah, because you got to yeah. think. I mean, Lesnar. When did he come back? Was that 2012? So almost ten years now. He's probably making about ten million a year during those years. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, that's worth a, that's it. The big cum. <laughs> uh so but something else that i think is a um uh you know he's been around for a while but he always feels fresh he's always redoing himself and uh speaking of fresh we have hello real, real, real quick yeah. before we get to that sorry I hate oh to... you just cut off his I know, segue. I can't, I, no, no, i feel terrible but <laughs> before we move on from this segment i wanted to say i thought brock was great too 
but it there was this thing of been there done that seeing them together again and i hope that this is short term just because i think brock was getting really hot as a baby face being on his own and uh i think I, I, my assumption is that this is a short-term thing. It's going to lead to Paul Heyman going back with Roman, that they, they were in cahoots. Um, but yeah, just seeing them together, it was better because Brock actually talked this time and he did some of his promo, but there was still that we we've seen this so many times. Well, and if that happens, that would set up, uh, you know, we've seen Brock and Roman obviously several times before. So that right. would then allow for this year's mania for part of the payoff to be Brock getting his hands on Paul Heyman. Yeah. And that would be fresh. Yeah. And Brock winning as a baby face. That's been, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Speaking of. And, uh, <laughs> and Brock winning as a baby face. <laughs> that would be fresh. <laughs> that would be. Uh, and, Your and, line. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, of Raj cutting in here you can cut into your meal prep time with hello fresh what is hello fresh uh, with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep skip the trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit the new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store. Save saving you the weight in the long holiday lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. I can tell you that after binging through the holiday season on a bunch of junk food, this made getting back into healthy eating very easy. Uh, have you guys had a chance to uh, use it to jumpstart those? Uh, I'm going to eat healthy from now till the end of the year resolutions. Yeah, I have. I, 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 I I, I jumped in. I've been hearing you guys more and more. So I, I finally wanted to like activate my, my account and get going with it. And, and especially in this past month, not wanting to have to leave as much and getting prepared for the holidays and trying to be safe and what have you. And I, I'm, I'm loving it. You're right. It, it caught me. You, you can decide what you want in your, uh, you know, in your delivery, I think by Wednesday. And it was there to me by the next Monday and it comes perfectly delivered. Everything's, you know, the, the way it should be in terms of uh, the, the preps there. They give you these awesome recipe cards that, you know, it gives you like, you know, so you can always have it as your recipe of what you need. Uh, my first one was the chicken sausage rigatoni. I actually knocked it out of the park. I was pretty, uh, pretty happy. It says five minute prep, twenty minute cook time. Gives you the calories. I had a spicy shrimp and broccoli stir fry. My wife walked in when I was cooking it. I was making it for lunch one day, and I was I had the the shrimp in the saute pan. She's like, "This smells like 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 restaurant quality shrimp." And I had her try and you know tasted it. Everything came together really good. It it really is a nice nice service and whatever kind of meal you want whether you whether you're looking for a low calorie count whether you're looking for easy prep whether you're looking for more meat veggies it, they, they, they literally make it so easy for you. I, I i'm really proud and i gotta say if you're looking for looking for uh you know meals done quickly done effectively hello fresh the way to go now did you do the pro move justin hide that uh that ingredient card and act like you were just doing it off of memory and that you were just making something nice yourself no 
Don't be silly. <laughs> she, she, she knows better. She's like, it's not. There, there, there are a few things I can do without without any literature in front of me, uh, and 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 she knows those tricks. And this was not in, in, a, in that bag of tricks. I can do crab cakes, and I can do some things on the grill uh, outside when the weather's nice. But this was not. This was this was me looking like a you know. This was me with the glasses on, and and I, I'm I'm out there measuring. I'm looking like a mad scientist. No, no, but I, but I got it done, and it tasted good. What I love about it too is, like I said, getting back to the healthy eating. The hardest part about eating healthy, I feel like, is you go to the kitchen like, what am I going to eat? And then you're like, oh, what do I make? But then when you see, when you have these things here, you're like, oh, easy, cool, I'll make shrimp, great. As opposed to when you're looking there, well, there's the frozen food I could just reheat or whatever. But yeah. um, and I'm looking forward to getting my next shipment. I think it should be here in a couple of days. Um, I, it's, you know, it's only we're only a few days into the new year, but this is definitely part of my uh my goal to get back in shape a little bit here you know the last few weeks have been not uh not pretty so uh that that is my first step you know i've i've, I've shown my my cards as well uh with the barbecue cheddar pork burgers uh the uh crispy parmesan chicken firecracker meatballs which are my daughter's favorites so this is one product, you know, we've had products on here uh, that not all three of us have used, but we've all three used it. And we just, I cannot say enough uh, great things about it. And, and Tina Miller, uh, want to point out, she's asking me, uh, do they have a gluten-free option? Uh, she, and I, I mentioned before, uh, my, you know, my wife, um, uh, she can't have gluten. Um, and they do, and I'm still learning all the different customizations, Tina, but they do have the ingredients and everything so well spelled out that I can very easily line up, okay, here's a couple meals I'd like, and it has everything itemized, and I can, I or her can quickly look at it and say, okay, no, that's not going to be. So um, they are really good and transparent about their ingredients. So um, I don't have a meal plan that's selected just for gluten-free, but it's so easy for me to decide what I want to have or if she would like some of this, and, you know, we need a gluten-free option. So um, yeah, it's, really, yeah. it's really helpful with how much information they give. Yeah, and they I, I, do – okay. <clears throat> You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the best thing you can do is just go check it out. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use the promo code INC16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I don't even know what the free gifts are, but I want to go check it out. Uh, again, go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16 and use the code INC16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Check it out. It's good stuff. Wow. Uh, Tony Starks in the chat says, would it be smart to take the title off Brock at the Rumble? Raw ratings would probably drop. I'd like Lashley to win, by the way. As always, love Wrestling Inc. Uh, thank you, Tony. I'll, I'll, I'll send that over to Raj. Do you think, kind of a little, uh, lean, jumping ahead a little bit, but do you think he should, uh, he should win? Well, you know, there's a couple ways you could go. You could have Brock versus Roman, champion versus champion, right? But this year, WrestleMania is two nights, and we got to keep remembering that. So you're going to want two big main events, you know, one on each night, and and you're you know you're at AT and T Stadium, which is <laughs> you know a hundred thousand people. So it's a huge arena. It's a lot of tickets to sell. You want two big matches. So I don't think 
Uh, and I still think they're going to do Brock versus Roman at Mania. I think otherwise they'd be doing Brock versus Lashley at Mania. So if you're doing Brock versus Roman, to me, one of those guys is in champ. And in my opinion, that would be Brock. So it makes sense to me to have Brock lose the title to Lashley, but he's cheated out of it. So it keeps him strong. And uh, and then he beats Roman at Mania and then he kind of gets it back. And not to mention, you know, we discussed this a few weeks ago when it was a new story. Again, we're in Dallas, as, as Roger said, AT&T, you know, you got, you got to go big. And so if we go the route that Roger's booking, and I, I'm in favor of it, of Paul and Roman screwing Brock, that gets Lashley a big win, that, again, adds fuel to this fire of, of, of a Roman-Lesnar uh, match. And then if you had the chaos of Paul Heyman and, and things start to break down, Perfect, perfect reason if you need a special ref or a special enforcer like a Stone Cold Steve Austin rumored to be involved in a Dallas WrestleMania, that's a perfect segue to get him, you know, easily in there to be the sheriff in town to, to keep to, you know to help help control this chaos. So, I mean I think I think what Raj is steering at is uh, a perfect way to do it. Whether it's as clear cut as they just screw Brock, whether they screw Brock and then Brock shows back up in the rumble match later that night if that happens after the fact, and then he wins that to get himself to Roman. Whatever it is, I think that sets up perfectly for all the different moving parts that they want to they want to so they want to you know contribute to this. Yeah, super fan one four three in the chat says the Lesnar Roman storyline has been done before. Heyman already betrayed Lesnar to help the Big Show win the WWE title from Brock at Survivor Series two thousand and two. I get what you're saying. That was 20 years ago, though. Put away your <laughs> put away your encyclopedia. Nobody is sitting around going, you know. You were the only person that's referenced that. That, that. I mean, it was a flop at the time. Then it's a flop now. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. This, this is a different Paul Heyman and different Brock Lesnar. Everything Brock Lesnar did pre 2005, it's totally different. Since he came back in 2012, it's a different Brock Lesnar. Different movie. Different show. Different. Even Big Show is like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and the Lesnar Roman storyline being done before, it's completely different this time though. There have been times in the past where they went back to it where it, it felt the same, but here and you're most likely looking at Roman as the heel, Brock as babyface. That has not been done before. It's a completely different dynamic and. It's felt fresh. Yes, they did do the match at Crown Jewel. They were going to do it at, at day one, but it's still, I, I still think the ultimate ending is Lesnar beating Roman for that title. And um, yeah, that's where I think they're headed. That's WrestleMania different. needs to be the biggest possible matchups available. And I mean, Lesnar and Reigns, even if they've done it 100,000 times, that's the biggest matchup available, I would think. Yeah. Um, again, you're not getting rock, it doesn't seem like. And, and, um, you know, Austin retired, <laughs> really. Like, when you're looking at what's out there, what's available, I think that's the biggest match you can do. I'm still mad we never got our Lesnar versus Austin match. So mad we didn't get Austin versus Goldberg. I'm mad oh, we yeah. never got Austin versus Cena. Austin versus Cena at a time could have been something. Well, look, Austin, his last match, the next night, they had a uh, promo for Goldberg uh, on Raw. So it's like there was like that one month area where, you know, you could have easily done it. Well, not easily, but they had their direction, but yeah, that, that would have made some money too, but yeah. it is what it is. You, what else could make money is if RK bro decided to release a rap album, that's what they were teasing a little bit here before their match with alpha Academy, uh, alpha Academy gets the win, which I guess makes sense since they took the L's before the pay-per-view. Now they're getting the wins after the pay-per-view uh otis gets the win on riddle after reversing an rko and pinning him 
Justin, I'm going to ask you this one. Could this lead to Riddle eventually realizing he's better when he's not trying to be Randy Orton? Maybe. I mean, look, uh, they got to somebody's got to realize something sooner than later. I mean, I think we've kind of uh, I think we've kind of gotten to the highest of highs, uh, high pun intended. Wink, wink, wink. No, with, no. <laughs> with Riddle and Orton to the point of her, you know, we don't have to do it as abruptly as we just did AJ and Omas. But I mean, we have to figure out, OK, how much more Riddle and Orton is there? Um, so, yeah, I, I think there, there's definitely should be something coming up soon of one is starting to figure out they just don't want to be with the other anymore. I don't think this tag team needs to go much more. Now, Raj, I thought Alpha Academy, I mean, it's just me, but they've kind of grown on me. I thought they were whatever for a long time, but lately, I don't know if it's because maybe Gable's getting on the mic a little bit more, but they, I think they're starting to find their groove. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, well, I think Gable is just really entertaining. I still think Otis as a character was, uh, was not fully um, used like he, he could have been because he was so, so over last year or two years ago now, geez. Um, what is was it last year? I think it was, it was 2002. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, WrestleMania it was, five when they faced the, uh, <laughs> it was, it was money in the bank 2020. So a year and a half ago when he won money in the bank on top of Stanford. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. Chad Gable's been, uh, Chad Gable's been great. And I think, uh, that's been making the team much more effective. I feel like it's been the opposite with me for RK bro. I feel like it's, it's, you know, those uh, Saturday night live sketches where they're, it's good for five minutes and then they go for like another five and it's just doing the same joke and repeating it over and over. I feel like we're at that stage with RK bro and I'm, I'm ready for that next phase. And I hope it's not, uh, they break up and then do a one-off match on Monday night raw, which, you know, like they did. Would with- they do that? <laughs> Oh, of course not. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we shall see. There was a little bit of storytelling I like, though, that last week Randy Orton couldn't hit the RKO on Otis right away, and then when Riddle tried to do it, it didn't work. I thought that actually had a little bit of continuity, but no. not a lot of continuity on the show, but that I will give them credit for. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Meowpus says in the chat, if Raj's WrestleMania theory happens, Big E could beat Lashley clean at Mania to get some credibility back and then see Drew beat Roman and Lesnar in a three-way. What the hell does Drew have to do with anything? I think Drew waters it down, no offense. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing a three-way, I almost think you could do... If you do Big E, Lashley, and Edge just to add that star power, even though Edge feels... Edge in a three-way just feels like it's it was done this past year, but uh, it would add some star power to it. Um, That's what I'm wondering. If you get a headline, you know, obviously Lesnar and Roman could definitely headlines at a night. But if you have another big night, I mean, I, and I love Big E, and even if Lashley can be, even if Lashley gets a win on Brock at Rumble, I don't know if Big E versus Lashley is enough star power to headline, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where, what the missing piece, I mean, like, unless again, like unless again, you get a scene, we, we don't know, I guess what Cena status is, if he's going to be involved in mania or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if you had Cena in there in a three way, again, you, I mean, it does feel like you're just kind of throwing Cena in for a match. You know, he's not going to win, but it does add the star power that that's to your point. I agree a hundred percent, but there's no other match, no other raw match that I do feel can headline a night at WrestleMania without bringing back a part-timer just because of 
how they booked these guys over the years. And that's the key without bringing a part-timer. Like, so it's like, okay, you know, I mean, I guess Edge is a part-timer, you know, so Edge, Cena, Right. We haven't seen Triple H wrestle in a couple of years. What's his health? I mean, like, yeah, it's like, who, who do you go, Goldberg, who do you go through the list that's not considered a part-timer that can make this, and, it, and there's nobody there. Right. Yeah, Goldberg has one more, he says, on his contract, or I saw somewhere uh, he, he said does. he has one more, so. But I, I can Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would think. And and one more on this current deal. That doesn't mean they, they won't re-sign him. Right. Uh Alejandro in the chat says, assuming Lashley wins, who would be the challenger for Lashley? Um, I I don't know what you guys predict. I think what would be fun is Edge versus Lashley, but because Edge is racking up wins. But what do you guys think? Kind of, kind of back to to me, Edge versus Lashley still doesn't feel like a a WrestleMania main event. Um. And let's not forget, you know, we let's try to put aside the part timers. Maybe, you know, we have, you know, we have three months, right? You know, three, you know, three months yeah. to go. Maybe they can really, you know, Damian Priest has been hot for a year. Um, they obviously did this Omas AJ thing so quickly because they want them to get to different. Like, maybe there's something. I mean, maybe they try to light a fire under Omas. We'll get to him here in a little bit. I mean, so. Maybe they do say, look, we're not going to go down the part-timer well anymore. We already have Brock involved, and he's a part-timer. we got to build. And so maybe they try to look at what they have put time and effort in in the last year, and two top names that come to mind in that are Omas and Damian Priest. I don't know. I'm not saying it's yeah. the right idea, but I'm just saying maybe they finally realize, look, we have to put stock in – and, and 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 who is here every day? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I could I could easily see them turning it into a multi-person main event, but you know, again, two of the people, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, we've already seen them kind of in that same match. So it's like you want fresh blood. I don't know. We'll see. Edge and Cena. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Zook Enigma says, "RK Bro forever, Justin L M A O O O." I was a big fan of them. They got together. I was a huge fan of them, you know, and I and I still am a fan of them. But it's it, it does not need to ride forever. I and Riddle it, Riddle's another one. Maybe again, once Riddle's back to being a single star, you know, he's another one. His, his stock has been risen all this past year. He, he he's continued to be elevated. So I don't Riddle Bobby Lashley. I, I mean I don't know. I, yeah. Riddle's gonna have a big year. I think if I if I was pegging one person to have like the biggest year, I think. 2022 will be Matt Riddle's year is my prediction. I think, I think he's ready for a big, he won't be the one that like takes off this month maybe, but I think by this time next year, we'll, we'll go. Yeah. He's a main event guy. I think, I don't know. I'm just, and, but they keep beating it. Like, you know, the, the finish of this match, saw Riddle take the pin. I was just trying to rack my brain thinking has, has RK bro lost once or has Orton taken the fall? And I don't think that's happened. I think it's or, uh, Riddle every time. And so when they get to Riddle and Orton, I hopefully they don't blow it off on TV. And, you know, they did with Omos and AJ. They, they were going to do it with Miz and John Morrison. Um, yeah, hopefully they do it right. They build it to a big match. And hopefully Riddle gets the win. And I don't know if you, if you have Riddle be the heel and Orton the face or what is the most effective for taking Riddle to that next level. But him losing all the time like this, he just feels kind of like a mid-card comedy guy. 
I think if he goes heel, it'll it because he can do that too. He can be a bad guy if he wants, and I think if he does that, that'll show that range that really puts him over the top. I think we'll see. You never know. It's a coin flip, but uh, we had a couple of backstage segments. I'm gonna lock them all, knock them all out together because they're all about the main event. Lashley says Brock's scared of him. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins say they're gonna work together, but can they trust each other? Big E was very angry, and I loved that part about it. Raj, these backstage segments kind of building up to their match, uh, just kind of hyping the, the the main event. But any takeaways that you got from those? I really like this Big E. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not happy. He's not acting like the loss didn't mean anything. Because sometimes they'll do that. The champion loses, and the next day they're just, it's just back to business as usual. You, you know, Big E seemed upset with it, and I thought, uh, I really like seeing that side of him. Yeah, I thought that that was my. It's one of my favorite look, quick promos he's done. Because yeah, it was very. Like, I think that's always been his problem. Like, he'll lose and just come out and, like, kind of joke around about it. It's like, no, you're supposed to be the top guy. Get get crabby. Right. I like seeing him crabby. I also like the dynamic between KO and, and uh, Rollins. Justin, any any thought on these promo packages leading to the main event? Yeah, I mean, they all were fine. You know, they a lot of moving parts, so they, they try to build this main event. Again, I, I think... On paper, it's it's intriguing. Okay, we have this brand new kind of out of nowhere champion of Brock Lesnar. So this is for the number one contender. Again, I think, you know, based upon the news that was out there that was on Wrestling Inc. And then based upon, like I said, Paul Heyman's promo, I think it kind of really laid out that this is going to be Bobby Lashley's to take. Um, but it was still all on paper, good attempts to try to build this main event. So I had no problem with any of it. So um, we also had a quick video package of uh, – AJ and Omos, and then Omos did his Andre the Giant impression, putting his hand over KP's face. Is it just me, or I would? I think I would have been excited about that. But like, hey, he did the hand thing to my face, like like Andre did to me and Gene. I thought that was a fun little shout out. Uh, again, just any quick comments from either of you on that? I know it's not a big thing, but I figured I'd throw that out there because I liked the uh, the call out to Andre. It just feels unnatural when Omos does it. He needs he needs more reps um, as far as the the acting goes um he, he just seems like it, everything seems so forced with him when he's when he even when he does it Roar! and um you know it just feels like he's he's remembering that he has to do these things he's like oh here's where i put my hand to his face and you know here's where i, ha- I growl and um it just doesn't come across as natural yet and but hopefully he gets there how does his growl sound again <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to add to the the backstage segment there? Uh, yeah, no, we'll get to Omos when we get to his match. But I, but I, but I will say, and I'll just tease my comments for later. I agree with Raj. The it does feel like they are trying to like pull out an Andre blueprint, and they're trying to teach him how to be a giant and how to do this. And remember, this is a guy who I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know his biography. I don't know if he was like a lifelong wrestling fan. Maybe he watched it with his grandma growing up. Or maybe he had, maybe this passion that we don't his story has not been told, and it'll be told in a great WWE Network documentary one day. But just from what we know, this is a guy who obviously freaks, freakish size, what was an at was a uh, sports athlete. And he's one of the, you know, has been taking the performance center and being taught the game of sports entertainment. Um, it does feel like, again, he, he's just like to Raj's point. It's just, Oh, this is, this is, this is your Q2. And oh, he has to do the little thing. You know, it doesn't feel, and again, we'll get to the match in a little bit. Um, and, and, and I hope he finds it because, to the credit, we've watched him in the last year, and he 
gets people to their feet. There are moments when he gets toe-to-toe, whether it's with a Randy Orton or whether it's with another big man. There's moments where these people stand up because they're like, okay, this this guy is something to see, but I don't know if, if it all is clicking just yet. So, yeah, I agree that the backstage promos with him specifically uh, a little eh. How great would it be if he was a lifelong wrestling fan? You know how they show those pictures of wrestlers when they were kids meeting older wrestlers? Like it'll show, you know, Paige meeting someone or whoever. It'd be great if we saw a young Omos at like 12 standing six foot five looking down on Stone Cold as a kid because he's still massive even though he's a kid. That'd just be a funny visual to me. Um, <laughs> Uh, wrestling enthusiast in the chat says heel edge as WWE champion can help raw post mania. I think edge can help in it. I'm a big edge fan uh, with his current run. So I think he'd be great anywhere. Uh, would you guys like a heel edge? Yeah. Especially if, if it's someone with like a big E to help get him to that next level, you know, big E needs a, a, you know, again, if they go down that route, um, he could use someone like an edge as a heel. I mean, we saw the glimpses of that last year with edge, Daniel, Bryan, Roman with that, the whole build of mania where edge was basically coming across like the heel. They would pipe in the booze and everything. But once you got to mania, the crowd still cheered edge, but yeah. he, he's, he's shown that he's just really good at, you know, whether it's promos and in ring and he's just got it all. So if he wants to be a top heel and that killer heel, he can be that. And I'd love to see it. I think it would freshen things up. Yeah, Edge in his prime was one of the best heels there was. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if they can get past the uh, return crowd pop tour and can get people to to boo, if they can get it to happen, go for it. But it's it's hard. He's still, because it's been through COVID and it's been back and forth with, you know, he gets a stadium show in front of fans and he gets a few more months of Thunderdome. You know, it still feels like a reunion tour that he hasn't hit all the cities yet. So as they still make their way around the country, people still want to cheer him because they haven't got to see him in a decade. So I don't know if they can pull it off, but but it, it, but they could try. I, I like Raj said, I'd be in favor of him being a heel to help a younger face. Yeah, Samantha QT with the question: Where's Veer? That's what I was wondering. We didn't see the promo this week. No, did we? he's not coming anymore. He's he's at a rest stop. He's at a rest stop. <laughs> Who will debut first, uh, or who will return first, Alexa Bliss or Veer? That's oh, Alexa Bliss. She she'll well, be she, she'll be there by the Rumble. Uh, Elias or Veer? Ooh. there's the question. <laughs> Does Veer is Veer one of the thirty men in the Rumble? I think he will be. Does he make it to WWE in time for that? Because <laughs> he, you know, because he's Ubering from India. I mean, I mean, if he's number thirty, maybe there's enough time. But he's and Uber would have gotten here by now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, if he's in he an Uber, he better give him a one-star review because this is a very bad trip. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be part like uh, rickshaw. And... <laughs> I true story. After I, I left Mania thirty. Uh, and, and I took a rickshaw all the way down to Berber Street to my post party. That was one of the greatest experiences ever. On a high from Daniel Bryan, the, the miracle on Bourbon Street, the stunner, you know, take or losing, hopping that rickshaw, the New Orleans air in my face, cocktail in my hand, little man pedaling as hard as he could. It was a great experience. That sounds like a great experience. I'm kind of jealous. You get mania, you get a great mania, and then you take a rickshaw down, it, down to Bourbon Street. That's yeah. Yeah. Rick Shaw all the way to my post party. Spirits on bourbon. It was a great, great, great night. Yeah. Love it. Did I go to that? 
I can't remember. Or no, maybe, you and I, you and I, I were at Spirit, Mania. You and I were at Spiritual Bourbon. Yes, for the next Mania. Uh, right, uh, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You, you and your lovely wife bought me lunch. Uh, <laughs> a few right, years right, later. right, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I, I think uh, New Orleans is the best WrestleMania city. Yes, because everything's right there. Right. You can walk to everything. Yeah. They go when they're in New York. Get out of here! I, I, you got to get to New Jersey for this, and you got to go to Brooklyn for that. You know, when they it, it, even Dallas, you know, the, the AT and T Stadium's out in the middle of where it's at. It's not in down. You know, it's yeah. New Orleans should just be the. I I I, I vote New Orleans should just get the residency for Mania from this point. Absolutely. Uh, well, in the chat, Mike says Lashley versus Cena at WrestleMania. Cena going for the seventeenth title. Uh, I mean, it'd be a great match, but I don't know if it's WrestleMania. It's a it's a big match, but they've just done they just did that with Cena coming back and challenging Roman. Then to kind of go back to that well with him coming back immediately for a title shot. I just think with Cena, you got, I think you got to do something different with Cena and not uh, not a title match. Yeah. Speaking of title matches, we had one and it was a mixed tag team match. Akira and Tamina taking on Brooke and Reggie for the 24-7 title. I don't understand how this works, but it's a 24-7 title. I don't think we're supposed to. Raj, Reggie got the pin. He's not the champion, though. Dana re- retains? Why don't you walk me through this one? I, I I mean I don't care about this at all. You can you can skip <laughs> me on this. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. thing I've wanted dead for you know this twenty four seven title I've wanted gone for a while. And it, as soon as it's on, I'm just like, ah, should I get a snack now? You know, is it time to refill my water? Yeah, yeah I was watching Monday Night, Monday Night Football during the segment. So uh, this is definitely one of those moments. I was like, I okay, whatever. They, they could do anything with the twenty four seven title, and I would just say okay. That's that's what it is now. Okay. I don't know. That's Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh <laughs> Really? Did we get Alexa Bliss the promo is that later? That was later. That's, that was like right, right before the main event. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um but uh we had Becky ver- uh, in a little promo battle against the two women she just keeps on shellacking week in and week out. Uh Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair Raj, you tweeted that Bianca Belair gets the worst of it about 80% of the time. I responded, I think you're being generous. I don't know if Becky has ever gotten the worst of it when she's been out there since SummerSlam. I think there was once. I feel like a, a, a promo segment on SmackDown, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get it. She's a big star. But, like, I mean... <sighs> Even Roman Reigns sometimes looks like he struggles a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, he's gotten laid out by Brock and and uh, Kevin Owens in the past. And yeah, yeah, no, I, when Bianca came out, first of all, I thought Bianca versus Becky, that's the WrestleMania match, so it felt way too soon. And then mm-hmm. not for only to, for her to come out, but her and Liv, two baby faces, and by the end of the segment, they're left laying. Yeah, uh, it's just backwards to me. Um I'm all for making Becky look strong, but first of all, why is Liv even back out there? She's lost twice now. It, granted, it was cheating, but at some point, once you've lost a couple times, you got to win a match or something to get back in. And I know they set that up for next week, but she should not have been the one to come out regardless. And then Bianca, just I don't know what, what they're doing with her. Every time she gets something, she looks so impressive with those two drop matches, and then <laughs> she just laid out like a, you know, like nothing. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was um, for, for three women who I find very interesting characters and in Becky live and Bianca. This whole segment was a real flop for me. It just, it just didn't come off the way that I think they wanted it to come off. Yeah, and the lines the, that they were delivering, the crowd was just groaning. Um, this is, yeah, this was bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't, uh, of course, I, as I say every time, I'm a huge Bianca Belair fan. So anytime she takes the L, I get disappointed. But, I mean, come on. I, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, I, I'm sure they're trying to build up to the moment that Becky Lynch loses and we all cheer and go, finally, it happened. But it just seems so... Like I don't know, I, I feel like it's I'm it's I'm getting beat over the head with it. That's how I feel right now. You know when when they say that when they're like, oh yeah, we keep beating them, so when they finally get the win, you'll cheer. That's great and all, but almost every time they kind of fall back to where they were by you know within a few months. It's not like you see this big ascension start when you've had someone beaten over and over. They finally get that win, and then all of a sudden they're they're a world world beater. I'm trying to think of anyone i mean daniel bryan was not losing every match when he got the big title win um yeah so when when people say that it's like it's that's never how how it's happened so i don't see that changing now yeah whenever they do it that way too whenever they win after like four matches you always think it's about time i don't think i never think like yay they did it i always think okay well it's like if you watch a baseball series and they're doing like a five game series and one team only wins the last game. You're not like, yeah, they sure got them. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if the Broncos win next week, I don't give two shits. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the loss when it mattered. Yeah. So speaking of losing when it matters, uh, just did you want to add anything? I, no. Did, did you want to add, okay, well, speaking of uh, losing when it matters, almost brutality uh, had a match against Zelina and Carmella. Uh, Nikki A.S.H. loses again. So um, I'm guessing we'll have a rematch next week because I don't know who else. I don't know what other women's tag teams there are. Um, but yeah, Nikki A.S.H. takes another loss. Seems like they're building up more tension between Nikki and Ripley. Justin, any analysis from this one? Well, I hate the tag team of them. So if, if we can get out of this, let's get out of it. Um... No, nothing feels right about it, but between Rhea and and Nikki Ash, I mean, you know, Nikki, I, I was I tried to be positive. It was a character that we I think we found that like she kind of pitched herself, and and I was like, all right, maybe this is a good live event kid thing, maybe, whatever. I, but now after however, but six months, whatever it's been now, it's just it's dead in the water to me. Rhea still doesn't feel like she's fit. You know, it's amazing to think that she was. Granted, it was a mania that happened right after COVID started, so it was you know just. You know, but she was in a mania match two years ago, two years ago against Charlotte. Now it's this nonsense. It just needs to end. It's bad. Jeez, that feels like a long time ago. Ripley versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Raj, is there any takeaways from this? It feels like we've seen it happen six times, and it, it just feels like they don't know what else to do. So we're just going to see the same thing week after week. I, you know. I'd like to see some creativity with this Ripley Nikki ASH stuff. Like if they did a bunch of backstage segments and vignettes of Ripley making Nikki more goth or something and getting rid of the superhero <laughs> outfit, kind of going back to the Nikki Cross Sanity character, I think that would be a, a big improvement. I don't know, but Rhea Ripley never looks comfortable with the stuff that they're you know they're scripting for. Her. So yeah, I don't know. I, 
I just think this is it just comes across as bad TV a lot. And on the on the flip yeah. side, I think Zelina and, and Carmela, they're very comfortable in their roles. And, and I'd like to see them do something different. Yeah. There's just it's unfortunate there's just not any other teams for them to have matches with. So they're kind of stuck in this whirlwind of rinse and repeat with these two teams. And yeah, I, I think Nikki Sanity, the Sanity version of Nikki would pair great with Rhea Ripley. They, they seem like they would go hand in hand. So it'd be cool if that came back, but yeah. we shall see. Um, speaking of tag teams, Street Profits beat Apollo and Aziz in a quick match, uh, kind of alluding that they're probably going to challenge for the tag team titles again. I'm a big Street Profits fan, so I'm okay with that, even though it's a little repetitive. Justin, are you okay with that? Yeah, Street Profits, they got it. And um, Montez, especially, man, I mean, they, they highlighted it again tonight. That that frog splash he does, just some, that's something. And he's, just, he's got that charisma. He's got it. He, he really had, and the fan, you know, again, he, the fans, the measurement. Watch. Uh, the fans are on their feet. When they come out, people get up. Phones and can't, you know, cameras come out. Um, that's one of the easiest measurements right there. And then the, these guys got it. So, uh, yeah, beat. It's great that Cruz and Commander Aziz get this nice big entrance and they use all the, you know, augmented reality, you know, graphics and, and elements they do. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what the future is for them, but but Street Profits, again, Montez Ford, especially, you know, future of the company. Yeah, considering how <clears throat> WWE loves to protect big guys, especially when they first come in and they're already kind of beating Aziz all over the place and it's not looking good for him. Um, clearly they don't have big plans. So that was my takeaway is they, they beat them fast. And, uh, you know, Apollo Cruz, it's always hot and cold with him. All of a sudden he'll be in the title picture for four months and then you're not seeing him on TV at all. Um, but Aziz, I, I think it's, it's clear. It's not looking good. I think they're both, I think Aziz and Apollo, I like them as like depth guys for the roster. Like, I, I like them as a team to be someone for the, the Street Profits to have a match with so they're not having a match with RK Bro every single week, right. you know? Uh, so I like them in that regard. So I, in that case, I, I think it's it's great. But yeah, Street Profits, yeah, they're, they're kind of in that spot. They're, they're almost too talented. Like, what do they do if they're not the champions? Anything not being champions seems like it's below them at this point. Yeah, and, and to Roger's point, Commander Aziz kind of reminds me. I think it was Shanky. You know, You're when crazy. when yeah, you know, Shanky's got his the size he has, and the amount of times they already had Shanky on the mat when he was having matches you know, with him, Gender, and, and Veer, it was like, oh, this is not being protected like a like you know, this is not being protected like Omas is in terms of a big guy. They're having this guy on the mat and whatever, and that, that that's what it feels like with Aziz. It feels like they've already they've already decided, uh, hey, he's not our next big man. That he's going to be disappearing in a matter of time and repackaged again if he's ever seen again yeah uh well speaking of trying to get title matches do drop is backstage and she's angry she's not getting a title shot after getting the brakes beat off of her for four weeks in a row uh but hey she's gonna get a title opportunity in a three-way next week with Liv and bianca um i like it because it's there's stakes, so it'll be interesting to see who gets that next shot. Uh, I think it'll also be very interesting to see which one of them gets the shot at Royal Rumble, but uh, I don't hate it. Uh, Justin, what did you think? What do you think about Dewdrop getting a title shot after losing four matches in a row? Well, it makes no sense, but it, it's, it, it makes no sense. That's exactly I, what I it, 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 <laughs> And again, the, the, her, the talent, she's good, and, and 
her as a heel is probably fine. It's better than Spirit Fingers, but she still has a stupid name and she's the heel. It makes it, it makes no sense. I, I don't. And then you know, again, it's so easy for us to come out here and vent our fr- we, we 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 vent frustrations and, and and our critiques, our Monday morning or Monday night quarterbacking. And then we get to see Vince on camera, as we're going to do here in a few minutes, mm-hmm. and we get to hear Vince, you know, over the top with his with his thoughts and his ways of wisdom, and you just sit there going, like, you you don't see the stupidity, and like, I, uh, you're the you're the genius that turned this thing into this monstrosity of success. Like, it is these things like this. You had do drop lose 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 lose. How do you justify? Vince, you want to attack from behind? I, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Why is this happening? Why is she in? Why? Why? Why is she a, a number one contenders match? Why? Yeah, shouldn't it automatically be Bianca? Because Liv just lost twice. Dewdrop Bianca, Bianca beat Dewdrop three times in a row. There's no reason why Dewdrop should be getting that opportunity as well as Bianca. Now I know my guess is that they're probably going to have. I I hope it's Liv winning by pinning Dewdrop just because. I want the Bianca match at WrestleMania. I don't want them to do it yeah. yet. And uh, I feel like Bianca should be the one to finally beat Becky. Who And who else do they got for Becky to beat? And so I guess live a third time because they just have not created that many other um, stars on the Raw brand. If I was trying to look at it like mathematically, I would say Bianca wins and then Liv and Dewdrop go off and have a rivalry while Bianca and Becky have a match and then remember you know, Alexa remember Alexa's coming back that's mm-hmm. true too so um and I feel like Dewdrop was added to this match to take the fall like so they have someone they could beat so they they probably don't want to beat Bianca so Liv gets to beat Dewdrop and get another match that's just how I saw it that's that's true too very very possible we shall see Damian Priest Dolph Ziggler, U.S. title can change hands if there's a countout or a DQ. Uh, Dirty Dogs try to get Priest to DQ himself, but it doesn't work, and Priest gets the win. Uh, Justin, are you a bigger fan of the Damien side or the Priest side? <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, I'm a, I, I've been a huge Damien Priest fan, huge fan of him prior to being Damien Priest. The whole yeah, Harvey Two Faced duality thing, I don't love. But I do love that they still are in full support of him. I mean, he's still getting booked really strong uh, in terms of, you know, wins and and how he's winning. And and I I do like this match, actually. You know, like, I I like that they're at least acknowledging, you know, the the, the recent weeks. And they're now they're putting, they're making, you know, the champion's advantage is gone. And I I do like that. So I thought this was a good match for, you know, all all things considered. And it makes Damian Priest even that much stronger that he had to, he had to, control that that again that 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 Jekyll and Hyde thing and he could have used that chair quickly and gotten DQ'd and lost the title uh so I like this overall I, I don't know I'm still not on full board of this whole re- the, the slight repackaging he's no longer the archer of me now it's again this this two-side thing but again the fact that they have not cooled off on him the fact that again Vince because he's the final say has not decided to all of a sudden have him chase for the 24-7 title and Whatever he feels like that it's been now twelve months now twelve months that Damian Priest has been solidly booked. Somebody can do the research. I don't think he's been pinned on Raw. I think he lost maybe a tag match or a mixed tag. I don't think he's been pinned. Like that's he, he that's, got that, he got pinned once by Miz. Yeah, he got pinned once. 
Okay, so again, once in a year. That's incredible considering WWE's programming where you're uh, of how frequent you're on if if you're a regular that's on. So, I'm a Damian Priest fan. I'll keep riding it out to see if I'm a Damian or I'm a Priest fan in the different sides. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not a fan of the Festus stuff either where you know, yeah. <laughs> it turns into the monster, but um did, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the beginning of the match, didn't they say like he ha- he's only lost by countout and disqualification? Yeah, they said they said, said that on commentary, which which you know, it's not accurate, but as far as forgetting apparently they're like forget that one uh loss. Right. But I thought they said like he's Damian Priest has never lost by or or has only lost by count out disqualification. So I thought that was a, a good story to tell with this match. And, and you know, when the match started, I I just couldn't care just because I knew Damian Priest was gonna win. They've already done it. I've seen him with the dirty dogs for a month now. But then once they got going, this match was really entertaining. And some of those false finishes at the end were really good. So, uh, yeah, I thought they did a great a hell of a job. It was a, ended up being a really fun match. And to the point of the false finishes, I even was like, okay, maybe Priest is going to lose. And then I wasn't even necessarily mad because I'm like, well, maybe he'll lose the title right now, the, the U.S. title. And that frees him up to be out of that title picture and this is the time of miracles. It's, it's, it's rumble and mania time, you right. know, and you know, maybe, you know, that's yeah. When this match started, I definitely was a wrestling snob and like, Oh, this, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I started getting into it and like Ziggler might win this. And yeah, just <laughs> yeah. to your point, I was like, this would actually free him up completely to win the rumble now and move on. And it would be kind of shenanigans. So it'd be a little bit protected. This, I was actually, I, I actually got really drawn into this match by the end of it. Um, I feel like it's a little cartoony with like the good and evil side, but I like Damian Priest, so I let it slide for now. But we'll see how far this goes. Mm. Mm? Do you have something you want to add? Oh, no. No? Okay. Um, Vince, Vince equates the Damian versus Priest side of if he wakes up and whether or not he. Uh, not a good day. Be. Not a good day, pal. <laughs> Uh, joke about the Damien or the priest, but I wonder if someone brought that up to Vince and that's where he came up with the, the split personality idea. Uh, woke I, up, had a bad BM. Had a very Damien BM. I would, I'm telling you, I would pay so much money for a watch along with Vincent Mann just explaining the thought process behind each of these episodes. Oh. It's terrible that we're, we'll never, we're never ever going to, you know, Vince, you know, the, the almighty Vince is for what he's done. Unfortunately, he's going to, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a robot. He's going to, he'll, he'll die while working. Probably we'll never, ever, ever get a tell all when Conrad Thompson will never be sitting with Vince every week doing a watch along of WrestleMania 17. Like that stuff's never going to happen. Unfortunately, we're never going to get that side of Vince. We just have to just use our imaginations. I would pay so much money for that, but we do get, we do get a little sneak peek at it because we got Vince McMahon backstage with Austin theory and Austin theory is going to be in the Royal rumble joining superstars like Johnny Knoxville in an attempt at main event WrestleMania. Um, this now, Raj, I'm gonna ask you about this because this backstage segment seemed very highly produced versus other backstage segments. Uh, and I, the whole time I was thinking, watching this, I was thinking, obviously, Vince McMahon is a special case, but if they put this much time into other backstage 
segments, I bet they would all be way better. Yeah, well, it was Austin Theory and Finn Balor announced for day one, and it just didn't happen. I can't remember if it was announced for day one. Okay, they never because he attacked Finn Balor, but they never announced a rematch, right? And they and they acknowledged tonight in the segment that he attacked Finn Balor, and Vince even said, "Oh, we haven't seen him since." Right. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I don't know all these segments with Vince and Austin for whatever. I I don't, I can't believe I ever said said Vince and Austin, Vince and Austin theory. I should make that clear. Mm -hmm. Um, Just come across as so awkward and. I just felt like this did too. It just nothing. There's always something just kind of weird where you're just watching. You're like, I don't know it, uh, but you know, it's good for Austin theory. Here we are, you know, five weeks in and he's still in these segments with Vince. I I just hope there's, they have a payoff in mind. Yeah. uh, To Jack's point over, uh, this was multiple cameras being used. Um, there's the second cutaway shot of Vince up close and, um, He's he's constantly trying to find like these mad scientists, one line pieces of wisdom that he's given about you know, you didn't say sorry, you don't say sorry, that's weakness, and you meant to interrupt like just these, again, and it, it just makes you just like like what these I don't know what these are the Mister McMahon rules to live by, and uh, yeah, I hope that Roger, I hope there's a payoff. You know, again, the the theme tonight we're talking about what could be marquee worthy to help headline these two nights in dallas um you know maybe a title you know obviously lesnar and reigns i think we all agree would be worthy for one night of it for a title but if a lashley or Big E or whatever that title is if that's not if that if that's if that's if that's one you know if if that's number two you know what if they build austin theory again again the mr mcmahon chosen one of 2022 the protege what if you got an austin theory versus a john cena would that move a needle? You know, would would you know if John if Austin Theory starts doing more devious, dastardly things, and then a John Cena shows up on, on a major Raw or on the whatever the February pay per view is going to be, and you know says you know and does this John Cena, you know lingo, homie, you got it twisted. I'm all about I'm all about ruthless aggression, but you're just you know, ruthless cowardice, you know, and, and don't listen to the old man, you know, and literally it, it's, it spins, basically it's Vince, or, you know, it's, it's Vince versus Cena, but obviously Austin theory is, is, is by proxy, you know, working for Vince. I mean, like, I don't know, like, would that move a needle? You know, I don't know. I mean, just, just spitballing here, but I mean, if, if Rod, I think you said it earlier, you know, if you want to have Cena, but try to use them in different ways, this would be a different way out of a, t- you know, you're not, you don't believe Cena's going to win a title. He's going to go back to Hollywood, but you'd believe him going in and, making an Austin theory potentially. Yeah. And I, you know, I like that idea because th- that's the one comparison you see a lot with Cena is Austin. And, you know, with Austin theory is you hear a young John Cena. So I think. what I like about that matchup too, is Austin theory doesn't have to win. If he just like takes, if he takes John Cena, the distance and they put on like a long match and even Cena does the handshake afterwards or something like that, just to sort of say, look, you, you lost, but you got it. Then you give Cena a win and Austin still looks great because he hung in there with the the best of all time or whatever. Oh, for Jack, for sure. You can, it doesn't it doesn't have to be long. You can have uh, entrances aside because entrances, especially at Mania and Cena, entrances can yeah. be whatever. If you just, if just bell to bell, even if bell to bell, the match is ten twelve minutes. But Austin Theory again, you, as you said, like really is on 
is dominant more of the time, and then Cena just has a, a super Cena comeback. It wins, and the crowd pops. And then, yeah, Cena tries to do the babyface thing after the match, and Vince is out there, and Vince gets in Austin Theory's face and slaps Theory, and what do you, you know, attack him? Be you know, again, be you know, be be you know, be ruthless. And then Theory, you know, slaps Vince and Cena AAs Vince. Yeah, Austin Theory is all of a sudden potentially, you know, I don't want to say a made man, but he's got a whole new, you know, you know, elevated, you know, stock to him. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I think that that'd be win win for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think Cena should win too. He's lost too many times the last few times. I, I feel like he needs a win anyway. So, yeah, he needs to get he needs to get that unbeatable feeling back a, a bit. Um, Miz doesn't have an unbeatable feeling. He lost on day one. So he came out and he was unhappy and he didn't like the edge hid behind his wife. What a coward he is. But edge and Beth Phoenix come out. And we're going to have a mixed tag team match at Royal rumble, but not for the 24 seven title, just a ho hum mixed tag match, I guess. Uh, Justin Labar, you like this? Uh, you like this getting Beth Phoenix back in the ring for this one? Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, if you, if you remove her from the NXT desk, um, you know, she's fan. You know, again, fans. My measurement, fans got on their feet when her music hit tonight. They they were up to see her. So you know, she's in you know great shape. It seems obviously a real life wife of Edge. Just use it. Um, you need things to help make Rumble feel like a big deal. Um, you know, this is a big deal. They have never gone. You know, Edge and Beth Phoenix have been married for you know almost a decade. I think it's been. Um, so they've never gone down this well of using them as a mixed tag. They're, they're back, you know, edge is active. She's active. Let's do it. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you co-sign on that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's something. I'm glad they're not doing this at WrestleMania. I feel like Edge has too much star power for this to be a you know how he's used at Mania. I think at the Rumble as you know as an attraction, I think it's it's fun. It it should be fun. I mean, they're all really good. Maurice, um, you know, I I thought she was great in this segment. So yeah, I think I think it'll be a fun match. It's not going to be a match of the year or anything, but it'll be entertaining. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be fun. Like I mean, yeah, I th- Raj, I think you hit the nail on the head. It'll be fun. I'm not gonna, you know, we'll probably won't be talking about it in ten years, but whatever. It'll be good. It'll it'll be it'll be fun to the point. Of, you know, Beth Phoenix could probably hit her finisher on Miz, and that'll be like the highlight of the night. Right, or highlight of the match of the match at least. Yeah. Oh, and that'll actually be really fun because I think Miz would. I think that'd actually be a fun way to end it too because I yeah. think Miz would do very well with that. And Miz does a, is like one of the best slip on a banana peel bad guys there is. I think just. Looking stupid, but still being a good bad guy. Um, AJ versus Omos. Getting it for free on Monday nights. Built up for a while, but uh, here we are. Uh, domination by Omos. Like, not even close. Just crushed AJ Styles. Uh, Justin, we were thinking this could lead into Omos winning a Rumble, doing some big things. Do you still feel as bullish on Omos after seeing him one-on-one against AJ? I don't. But that might not be the same as what they do feel. You know, on, on paper, everything was right. You know, he dom- you know AJ, AJ's AJ. 
he dominated AJ. AJ sold for him. You know, AJ's, you know, they, they, they probably talked and worked this match out. I was watching, I was trying to watch the little cues of AJ telling him what he wanted to do. On paper, this is exactly what it should have been. Um, back to what we said earlier to Raj said, it still felt manufactured. It still felt, it was like somebody was in almost his ear. Hit L1. Oh, L1. Ooh. <laughs> um, hit R1. Ah, you know, and then it's like, and then, and then, and then again, the measurement, the crowd, the crowd was not there. There was not for as much ragdoll selling as AJ was trying to do for this man who is a giant, almost is is one of the tallest, legit tallest guys I've ever had. He's up there in giant Gonzalez territory. Um, the crowd was not. There was not. The heat wasn't really there. At least it didn't come across to me. If somebody was there in South Carolina tonight, hit me up and tell me if I'm if I missed it. But it didn't feel like the heat was there. It just kind of felt like, oh yeah, we're gonna watch him toss AJ around. I didn't feel like people were like invested and in, in that it, it just didn't come off. So I'll wait and see. They obviously have a plan for Amos because they that's the whole reason why they again quickly went to this. So I'll wait and see what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna proclaim that he's done and gone. I'm not gonna do that. I, I hope not. But this did not come off as the coming out party for the big man that I think on paper it was meant to be. Yeah, this was his first singles match, right? Did he have another? Uh, I feel like he's had some recently, even when he was still with like with AJ in his corner. I felt like he had yeah. one or two at least. Yeah, Didn't he have yeah. one with against the New Day? I feel like he, he had a match like Woods or something at some point, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think he's had some some Maybe, yeah. one some one on one showings, but this was like his first kind of like his real. You know, I, I felt like to respect the story, they should have probably had this on a pay per view. But you know, I get wanting to move past it, get it over with, and and go on in their separate ways. It probably helps AJ too, and he he lost a squash essentially, but it was on a TV match and not a pay per view match. I thought Omos. I think he looked pretty bad here. You know, I thought. With with him and AJ, when he would tag in, you'd hear those crowd reactions like they're like, oh, if, you know, and, and when you come and do a couple things, they'd be with it. And I feel like splitting him from AJ, it might be premature. I don't know if you put him with somebody else, but he's clearly not ready as a singles guy and needs a lot of work. And I just don't see it going well if they're putting him on a singles run for now. Yeah, I mean, you know, Raj, you and I, we we love to reference history, and, and some people might go, oh, why do you reference history? But, like, you know, we learn from history, and history re- repeats itself. You know, I compare a lot of big man, little man, bodyguard things. I always go back to Sean and, and Diesel. And, you know what, Kevin Nash, the, 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 the man, the performer, might have still been green when they split he and Sean up. But Kevin Nash, you know, as Diesel, as Big Daddy Cool, had a natural charisma. And he was able to cover up what he might have not been able to do otherwise. And, you know, again, he still worked with the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart's of the world pretty damn well, mind you. He had a natural charisma. And you could put him on the talk shows and he could be the, you know, I, I, again, maybe we just haven't seen it yet. But Omas so far does not strike me as like, and, and they're also going the different way. They had the big man and Diesel be the big man that got tired of being pushed around. He was a baby face going around smiling. Omas is not that. They're having him be the heel. So it's like he again, he's being the L one. Ah, I don't like. I don't feel like there's a now. He's off on his own. So now, you know, what do you want him to? Do? You want him to go work a singles match with what a Riddle, or or or, or Randy Orton, or Damian Priest? Like, I'm. I don't have as much confidence that he's going to be able to hold his own 
and get that heat that's needed because that's just based upon what we saw tonight. I hope I'm wrong, but right. he seems like someone that he just he's going to need someone with him for probably a long time for you know uh, whether it's a manager or what. But him being on his own, it's it's not like put, M- put, put MVP put a- <laughs> super fan one four three. Speaking of history, coming back to haunt us. <laughs> Love reference history unless it's 2002. That's right. 2002, screw that. I'm talking Outside about 1994. Outside of Big Show and Lesnar. 1994 <laughs> is the history I'm talking about. 2002. Uh, super fan with the receipts. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> good on him. Yes, good on good. him. Yes. Uh, you win this round, super fan. <laughs> uh, I get to see him stewing, watching at his computer or at his phone. You know, an hour ago, we just shit on him for his super chat that he gave Raj four ninety nine for, and we bury him. And then an hour later, he's like, them sons of bitches. LaVar <laughs> referencing 1994 Diesel. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point, Justin. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> Raj, give that man his super chat money back, please. <laughs> Refund him. That was a solid receipt. That was <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I think that that puts the the nail in the coffin for uh, AJ and Omos for for tonight. But uh, Alexa Bliss, remember her? It's been four months, and she's coming back next week. Uh, I find it interesting that you have certain people like Veer who they can't give us a return date for, but Alexa Bliss, they can say exactly when. Uh, Raj, are they now? Obviously, we'll see what happens next week. But are they missing an opportunity for a surprise return at the Rumble by announcing her next week? Um, I think it also helps to an- announce big names for the Rumble, and y- you need to start doing that. And I think right now, everyone they announce has just been around for a while. So it's kind of a, a you know, like a fresh name to kind of get people energized for the Rumble. I mean, I think it'd be cooler if it was in the Rumble. It would be an awesome uh, surprise, but I can see why they're doing it. Well, and her in-person in-ring return can still be the Rumble Jack. But I actually think it's it is um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's important that they do have some build up. Like they didn't, they never said that we're going to see her. Like, they just said that the the how do they word it the, the the story of her return or the whatever. So we're probably going to see some video package vignettes. And I think because she did go down such a dark end with her, you know, sequel to the fiend essentially character. That if they're going to bring that back, we got to see the recovery. We got to see whatever she's moving to next. If she would have just stone cold showed up at the Rumble back to being Little Miss Bliss or whatever new character she's going to be, that would have been really random and, and whatever. I think we need to see a little bit of backstory of where has she been? What did ripping the Lily doll do up, you know, do to her? Maybe now she's like going to be like a Spice Girl. And that's, you know, like we need to see whatever the. Whatever the psychological changes, we need to see it. So I think seeing it for the next couple of weeks, and then finally seeing it live in color at Mania or uh, excuse me at Rumble, that that's fine. But we do need to see a little bit, a little bit of the backstory. So I'm fine with this, uh, this this build up that they promoted to next week. Do you think she stays as uh, as Fiends too, or do you think do you have a prediction? Do you want to throw out there? Do you think, or it's gonna be totally new? Do you? Think I don't think be- she's I, no. I think I think I think that they booked them and her into a corner with the Fiend stuff. First off, when she was just with the Fiend, and then when they obviously released Bray, the the, the, the talent, they were booked into a corner. So I think they're going to try to obviously again unbook. They're going to try to get themselves out of that corner. Hence the the, the whatever journey she's going to go through that we're going to see here. 
Well, speaking of journeys, we're near the end of this one, and that means it's time for the main event. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Big E. We get a I thought this was a fun match. It was very similar to the one at day one, minus Brock Lesnar in a lot of places. But Lashley gets the win, looks dominant, looks strong, and we are going to get the match that I feel like everyone who's been watching wrestling has wanted for like 10 years. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Raj, any break down the end of this show for us. Uh, I mean, I thought this match was great. I mean, they fought in the crowds. They went in, you know, into the concession area. Um, I mean, they they just busted their ass. And at the end of the match, they cut to Brock Lesnar and asked him what he thought. And he's like, uh, I'm going to go to SmackDown and see Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, but I thought this match was great. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like Lashley versus Brock. I, I, we'll have to see how the build goes. This is one of those that I don't feel like you need to do the... Uh, you you didn't need to do this match. You could have just announced Lashley versus Brock and made it seem like a big deal right off the bat, but they did it anyway. And I hope they take this build to it being these two of the most dominant stars that they've had, um, you know, in recent memory and go that route as opposed to the same old, same old, uh, you know, builds that they do for matches. Justin, do you think Big E since winning the title has moved up or moved down? If, if Big E was a stock, has it gone up or down since he won the title? Because it feels like, I ask just because it seems like he loses every week since winning the title. I, I still think he's gone up because prior for the last, uh, you know, six, seven years, he's been one third of a trio. Granted, one of the best trios ever, but he's still been one third of a trio. He since has separated while not separate he still has the credibility and the and the and the, and the you know brotherhood with 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 xavier and kingston but he's been a singles guy new music different ring gear and he became champion so i mean i think his stock is still elevated um so again I, i'm again back to what i said just on the start of this i'm really watching him closely in the next week or uh, month month and a half you know with lashley this is exciting we're finally gonna get this match um that's exciting. I do think, though, I kind of think they maybe, I, I again, armchair quarterback here. I would have, they, they ended the match when, when Lashley won. There were still three minutes left, which, which, which if you're done with the match and you have three minutes, three minutes is an eternity on TV. Mm-hmm. And I thought this would be a great chance to just have Brock's music hit. Just have Brock, whether it's at the entranceway, whether it's he kind of walks just up to the apron. Just let us get a tease of the two men in the same frame. Now that we know that this is the match coming at a big Rumble pay-per-view special event, whatever. Like, let's just, they don't have to say anything. We can, we can tease that for the next week, for the for the war on words. But, like, let's just see them. And then they jump to Brock backstage. And obviously, they have another motive. They got to, you know, him on Fridays. I thought it was kind of a waste. Because then the next three, I mean, they were showing replays. And it was... It felt very. It felt like a waste of three minutes. It felt like it kind of killed the mood of Lashley wins. It just kind of de- deflated the mood. If they would at least just had Brock's music hit, you know, or Heyman come out and maybe you know maybe he maybe he's jaw jacking with MVP something. It just felt like there's a little bit of a missed moment to like end on the highest of high notes without giving too much, without giving away what you stock on for next week. And especially since the next couple of weeks, they're going to have the just the most insane competition. 
Yeah. Um, the Raw next week is up against the college championship game, which is it, it is every year. Uh, last year, the Raw ratings were down 15% from the week before. But the week after, for the first time ever, they're going to be up against an NFL playoff game. And that is just going to, I mean, that's just going to crush it that night. And, uh, you know, NFL never had playoff games on a Monday. This is the first time. So that week, that's the 17th. So the next two weeks, they got football. So this would have been the week, I think, that you should have done some sort of face-to-face with Lashley and Lesnar. Because then the week after that, the week after those two games, I think that's the Rumble go-home show. So Mm -hmm. I felt like tonight would have been the night. And and Justin, I thought the same thing when there was that much time left, I was like, okay, they're going to, you're going to hear Brock screech, you know, the the music come out and they do something, whether it's Brock hitting Lashley with an F5 while Brock, you know, while Lashley was on the ropes, you know, like uh, posing, but yeah, they didn't do any of that. They just cut away to Brock in the back and who talked about SmackDown. It was kind of a weird sort of, uh, I felt like that kind of belittled the moment. To, you know, Lashley, who had him in the hurt lock the night before that weekend and could have made him tap. And he's just like, eh, I'm just going to go to the other show. Well, and Jack, commentary did acknowledge that. I think Corey did. He did kind of say, like, wow, not even giving an acknowledgement to Lashley. Just for, so, I mean, maybe it does. Maybe that maybe that is the, you know, hint towards Brock is, you know, you know how in sports they always say, yeah. Don't look ahead to your opponents. You know, worry about the week upcoming. Don't worry about what's the following week. So maybe that is the story. Brock is so focused on Roman that he, again, drops the ball, loses to Lashley. And, again, that's a huge moment for Lashley if Lashley gets a win at Rumble. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I just think it was just kind of a missed opportunity. You know, for what was a good main event, very exciting main event, and a big result that Lashley's now number one contender against Brock, this long-awaited dream match. And they could have just ended with, again, even just a stare down while they're 50 feet apart. <laughs> and we didn't even get that. Yeah. yeah, it's usually customary that the champion comes out and claps on the ramp way and like points. Usually there's a point at each other at the end of the matches like that. Could have had that. I don't yeah. know. I agree with you guys. I would have liked to have seen that because, yeah, and that would have killed three minutes. But it is what it is. That's the show. That's all of Raw. It went off the air after that. Uh Everyone in the chat, let us know if you have any final questions. You can go ahead and throw those in there with a super chat. Uh, but Raj and Justin, uh, at open floor, any final thoughts of this week's Raw? I thought this was a great Raw. I was I was entertained by it. Well, let's relax on great there, Jack. But this was <laughs> certainly a, a, a better managed three hours uh, than what we've seen. This was certainly a nice start to 2022. Yeah, again, this, this, is, this is where it counts. This is, this is WWE's playoffs. January through April is playoffs. When it's rum, when it's the start of the new year, you've reset. You got Rumble. You're on the road to Mania. Saudi Arabia show usually at the end of April. This is playoffs. All right. So it's the time where you bring your big hitters. So this is this is the right kind of raw to start 2022 in the playoffs time. It was it was it was a watchable raw. I'm not gonna say great. I'm not gonna say you know. Save it on your DVR forever, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go back and watch this. We're going to be Peacock. talking about this in 10 years. <laughs> in 20 years, we'll go back. And this, <laughs> this night was as big as the time Paul Hammond turned and supported the big show. <laughs> Jack, I'll text you in 20 years from now. You'll have the same hair. I'll be like, what do you think of Commander Aziz? And you'll go, huh? <laughs> Who's Commander um, Aziz? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, the, 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 it was a watchable Raw 
that was relevant to the time. That's the best compliment I can give it. It's better than most Raws lately. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, great. It's it's tough great. to do with a three-hour show in general. I don't think you can. Yeah. Um, it's well, I mean, at least it's been a long time. Well, see, I am always comparing it to previous episodes of Raw recently. That's where my review comes from, and, and that's why. Because compared to the compared to the last like three weeks, this was pretty good. This yeah. was pretty good. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, Setsuka says, "Hmm, I think Roman will relinquish the title." Oh, on SmackDown, I know. I think if he was going to do that, they would have just done that. Well, I think because of the COVID, I think is what they're saying. Like, like, give it up. Hmm. Oh, like, I think that's. I don't. I no. Unless his health takes an unexpected turn to where he's like, I need to take time off. But hopefully, it's just very you know routine you know quarantine and yeah so many people in wwe have been getting it lately with this this variant hasn't with the talent it hasn't been doing uh much damage yeah well and he said brock said he was going to see roman on smackdown so i would assume that means they are very um optimistic about the turnaround time yeah yeah uh so we will see well that does it for us. Make sure to check out the NXT After Show on Wrestling Inc. on Tuesday. That's tomorrow as of recording. Wednesday is the AEW Dynamite Show. Friday is SmackDown and Rampage. And is there a show this? Battle this of the week- Belts this weekend, right? Yeah, we won't have a pod- podcast after Battle of the Belts. But oh. uh, Wrestle Kingdom is about to start here in a little bit. We got our live coverage going up night one, night two, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, AEW Dynamite debut on TBS on Wednesday with the big Brian Danielson Hangman Page rematch. Uh, Impact has a pay per view. I don't know how many people will be watching that, but that's on Saturday. So this week is just and then AEW Battle of the Belt. So and NXT New Year's Evil. It's just yeah. an insane week. Raj, you're so nice to get Impact the shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To, to put them in that lineup, you're so nice. <laughs> well, that does it for us. Uh, I I have nothing more to say. We've talked for an hour and a half about wrestling. I think that does it for us. Thank you again to everyone in the chat, everyone who liked, comment, share, subscribe. Make sure to check out the other Wrestling Inc. shows. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. on social media. We'll see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.